If you're growing a business or just thinking about launching a startup, this is definitely the podcast for you. This is Fast Forward, brought to you by Tech Manchester. We support early stage tech focused businesses. Each week, we'll dive into the issues that we know keep entrepreneurs awake at night. We'll chat to experts who'll share their tips and advice on how to handle everything from raising finance, making your first hire, to getting your company noticed on social media or in the press. Running a business is a roller coaster. It's exhilarating, but it's pretty damn scary at times too. We're here to help you get your business off the ground and hopefully get a better night's sleep. It's hosted by me, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. Standing in a tin shed, waiting for the van to come. Oh, friend, have you seen where my golden tickets be? Welcome back to the Fast Forward podcast. Now, when was the last time you evaluated your sleep surface? Yep, I am talking about mattresses. A good one doesn't guarantee you a perfect night's sleep, but it definitely can help. Sleep and rest are vital for maintaining good mental health. And in today's current COVID crisis world that we're all living in, stress is affecting us all and no doubt our sleep which is why we're speaking to today's guest in May, the month of mental health awareness, and this year's theme is sleep. A Manchester startup has invented a completely new type of phone technology for pillows and mattresses. Levitec says that its products offer a gravity-defying night's sleep. The company has also worked with Olympic and Paralympic athletes to help aid rest and recuperation after training sessions. The business has already raised funding on Kickstarter, reaching its 10,000 target in just four days. Incredible. And Levitex founder James Leinhart is joining me today to talk more about the business and how he is weathering the current economic uncertainty. Welcome, James, to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. James, I guess we can't start the podcast without checking in on you and the family and the business. Um, how are you and how are you guys managing during the, these current unprecedented times? We're good. We're, it, it, as you say, it is unprecedented. Uh, I think we're in this weird sort of space where it's actually been strangely pleasant. I'm spending you know, all my time with my kids, uh, lunch and dinner every day. We're exercising together. We're doing morning prayers together. So all this sort of stuff that I just would never, ever dream of being able to do. Normally, you know, you're working, uh, you know, all hours that God sends. And and this is, from that perspective, I've been really fortunate with regard to work. We're just trying to be a bit philosophical without overly thinking it because every day is totally a different moving feast. So it's it's trying to be relevant, and not redundant, not opportunistic, and, you know, being of use. Um, and, you know, we've got a few things that we're working on to try and, um, you know, maintain our direction, but at the same time, adjust to, you know, this total crazy, yeah, madness. Yeah. And you have some personal experience with the NHS. Your your career before you founded the business was in, was in the NHS and social care. Now, obviously, right now we have huge amounts of gratitude for the health service workers um, in this, in this, uh, in this COVID um, disaster period that we're in. Um, 
But if you reflect back before, like back in the world that we all used to live in, mm. what was your experience of off the health service? And then how did that actually then lead to you coming up with this idea and finding the business? Well, I think that was the interesting thing. You know, um, that there's so much bad press about the NHS, or historically there was, and particularly in the good times. Um, you know, and, and and you've really seen the country come together and see exactly what they do. And, and I've always found that myself, that, you know, so often the staff that we work with, so the clinicians, the therapists, the physios, the OTs, the nurses, the care staff, you know, nine times out of 10, overworked, massively overworked, under underpaid more often than not, and, and with quite quite phenomenal levels of responsibility. So particularly care staff, where you're dealing with, you know, in our NHS um, side of the business, we're working with complex neurological patients, so patients suffering with MS, cerebral palsy, catastrophic brain injury, for example. And these staff are 24-7, round-the-clock caring for the most complex needs. Um, and I suspect if they're now given a little bit more breathing space, a bit more love and a bit more understanding of the, the exact job that they're doing, this, this, just this, this you know, angelic job that they choose to do, um, it might just help with them being given better training, um, you know, more time to breathe, less caseloads, more staff. Um, you know, I think if, if ever there was a time to appreciate the NHS, I think now the world's going to do so, or the country, and, and maybe we can remodel it in a way that, you know, m- moving forward is just a little bit probably safer for, for those guys. You know, you, you yeah. see some, um, yeah, some really tough stuff, in, particularly in care homes, you know, um, you do, that, that, that the training is limited. Particularly yeah. things like moving and handling and um, posture, which is, of course, is, is what we're going to talk about later on, um, it, it is it is a non is a non point. It's not really considered at all. And, and we know from our own work that it's it's amongst some of the most important stuff to consider. Oh yeah, I mean, I worked in a care home during my university days, so um, you know there was some training, but it really probably was vastly under underserved for what we needed to do to look after the to look after the residents um yeah it's the you know it's things like you know pressure sores as you know is a very big mm -hmm. um a big problem it it costs five billion pounds a year i think with associated costs and so a lot of work is focused on just um taking pressure off patients heels and and sacrum Mm -hmm. these sorts of things And, and and you find i've been in nursing homes where you know, old Doris's leg is hanging off the bed rail because the care, yeah. you know, the member of care was told, well, there can't be any pressure on it. So it, it, it's, it can be as bad as that. Um, but, you know, of course, you're seeing in the papers at the moment, the other side of that, that care spectrum where it's just been phenomenal, hasn't it? Yeah. So was it those observations that led to Levitex? Well, we, um, you know, my background is not really, if I'm honest, I had no experience in healthcare whatsoever until I was approached by these two neurophysios. They had an idea to make a sleep system to manage posture for these complex uh, patient groups. And because I manufactured foam, I I involved myself with them and eventually um, bought the idea and turned it into a business. And we worked together and I kind of sort of self-taught with the help of all the physios that we work with and the OTs, um, this understanding of posture in complex patients. And what we found was that in, in the NHS, quite often we are solving symptoms rather than problems. So pressure was a symptom of not being moved. So, you know, you lay on a bed, you're left there for, for a long period of time, you're not potentially clean, you're not hydrated well enough and you get a pressure sore. So they would put, you, uh, they would put the patients on airflow mattresses, which was the, the go-to product for hospitals. 
And whilst the product was engineered and designed to relieve pressure, which it does, it had associated byproducts that would affect different things like your ability to turn in the bed or your 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 stability. So a lot of our work has been in and around the fact that if you feel safe and stable in your environment, your lying surface, then your muscles will relax and therefore um, your sleep quality will be better. So our, mm-hmm. our promotion has never been, you know, a best night's sleep or, um, you know, a perfect mattress. You know, the, these aren't the claims we make. I can't guarantee you a perfect night's sleep. If this, if this podcast turns out to be a terrible experience and you go to home to bed tonight and you're thinking about how awful it was and you can't sleep at night it doesn't matter how yeah. awesome your lying surface was you know yeah. you, you, your head will be spinning you know much like me I suppose most yeah. of us at the moment you know I'm definitely not sleeping properly at the moment and, I'm, no. and I sleep on a Levitex mattress to be clear um, um yeah. I, it's not a, it's not yeah it's not a magical it's not yeah. it's not a magical sleep, the, 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 yeah. the nine times I've turned there's a psychological reason for that um, what, what we're talking about is if you are asleep, then we can look into what can what can impact the quality of that. What variables can you standardize? So one would be, you know, white noise. One would be not having your phone near your bed. And one, of course, would be would be your mattress and your pillow. And mm-hmm. what's been very interesting in this sort of quite short journey, particularly since we've we've moved into the sport arena, you know, with some of the pro athletes and clubs that we work with. Is yeah. I'm yet to meet one single pro athlete, and I'm talking World Cup winners, you know, Olympic gold medalists, that what you say to them, you know, what, what do you currently sleep on? I think the most sophisticated answer I've ever had was, uh, I'm not sure, but I know it was an expensive one from John Lewis. You know, that's... that's, that's <laughs> right. as far as a bed. You know, <laughs> probably get a bed as an answer quite often. Yeah, you know, I suppose uh, this, is the, this is the irony of the thing is, you know, so much of the, the industry's marketing leads itself towards, you know, male sports stars, um, you know, looking provocative and sexy on a, on a bed in a sort of mm-hmm. picture. But actually, I suspect, and I don't know the statistic, but I suspect that eight out of 10 beds in a family home are purchased by the, by the, by the wife. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. But I know that it wasn't me that bought our bed. Um, you know, I, I supplied the mattress. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, normally I wouldn't have got involved. Um, for yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, but you're, um, you know, so you're, you're now a posture expert and I suppose we are now glued to our screens more than ever. And, and, and certainly now most of us are, are working from home and it's not, you know, these aren't ideal setups. Like I'm sitting recording this podcast with you now in my bedroom on the side of my bed with this all set up on my bedside cabinet yeah. with my whole body twisted so that I can speak to you th- correctly through the microphone. You know, um, I'm ashamed to say I'm sat on a stool in the kitchen doing much the same. <laughs> the audience. It's okay. Andy Burnham did a webinar the other day in his, in his son's bedroom. <laughs> it's, this ah. is the new world. Uh, I mean, my skin's looking amazing though for not having to wear makeup every day. It's but so, so I suppose the question is, you know, how, it, you know. Like, what effect is this having on me? Like, I can feel it in my back, you know, but like, what effect does this kind of poor posture have on us? Yeah, posture, posture is the eternal fight against gravity. So we are, we are never free of gravity pushing us down um, in ways that we don't want to on, on a sort of, on the spectrum of, of awfulness. Well, you know, some of the clients that we've worked with, um, with our, our sleep system device, 
Um, we're talking about kids, for example, I saw an 18-year-old lad who, who had never been supported posturally in bed and his um, his feet had turned fully upside down. He would never... What? Yeah, he, 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 you, you see, um, you know, uh, fixed contractures where... where Heels are touching bottoms, and, and you'll never you'll never separate that. Twisted knees fixed together, um, shortenings at neck. Oh. The, the poorliest people that exist, and unfortunately and frustratingly, it kind of never needed to be so that that, that you can preserve body shape. Um, yeah. You know, I must confess, I'm so I'm six foot two. I was this height when I was like twelve, thirteen. So I always sort of monkey armed around because all my mates were small and cute. Um, yeah. and, and 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 even you know I noticed my, my shoulders arch over and I spend yeah. time you know I do a lot of yoga now um I'm fortunate I've got four boys um my eldest being 15 six foot five giant calls me midget um <laughs> yeah, now particularly in this environment I'm doing you know the Joe Wicks thing with one kid in the morning yeah. with another yeah. I do yoga with another um you know uh, uh, but it's I think I think the two main things from my perspective one would be that you're constantly moving during the day because you find yourself, like you say, you're sat at your desk, um, and in particular, it's a makeshift desk. Mine's my kitchen table. Um, it's doing nothing for my posture. But most importantly, and I suppose this was always our story uh, and nothing's really changed, you spend a third of your life in bed. Why would you lie on something that doesn't manage posture? So, for example... Mm-hmm. You know, why would you lie on something that, um, you know, that you sink into that, that is dead soft, that remembers your posture when actually we're fighting against our bad day's work? So every night you go to bed, you've got six to eight hours, whatever it might be that you're asleep, where you could have neutral spinal alignment. You could have a relatively straight spine whilst being pressure relieved, um, you know, and, and, and that's really where we've focused most of our research, most of our work, most of our effort on how do we, you know, what are the most important elements of a mattress that that, that that can be as universal as possible? Because you can't, there's not a one for all. You know, you have uh, some clients that get super hot, you know, particularly, you know, ladies during the menstrual cycle, for example. There's, there's things like that to consider, um, you know, husbands and wives, partners, spouses, whatever, um, you know, mm-hmm. your life, and your, your you know, your lifestyle. So the there are a million things to consider, but we tried to make something that was totally affordable, accessible, um, relevant, and had evidence based on everything that we were trying to prove that it did. Um, you know, not just like I say, orthopedic this and therapeutic that. It, it, it's all, from my perspective, it's just all a hack. It's just all a load of nonsense. And actually, yeah. we're now. You know, I, I bought in um, January. I, I wanted to do. I was meant to do a half marathon uh, last month. Obviously, I didn't get to do it. Um, so I started training after Christmas. I'd been a pig and I, you know, I thought, well, I'll, I'll do a, an event and I'll tell everyone that I'm doing it. And then at least, um, you know, then at least I'll, I'll, I'll get my fitness back. Um, and, um, you know, the, 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 the sleep, the, the sleep element of it is, is probably the single most important part. I, I read a podcast yesterday that said, um, sleep is still the single biggest um scientific thing that we have to uh, help with rehabilitation you know it's 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 mm-hmm. acting so um you know in terms of thinking about posture like you you asked before posture at night is your freebie it doesn't cost you anything you, you're already asleep so you may as well sleep in the position that's appropriate yeah so when did you like when did you start levitex did you have it you had a business 
before that? Is this yeah, a pivot? We have, we have a company called Posture Care, and Posture Care is our, yeah. our, our medical device business. We created this sleep system. And it, it's our, kind of our dream business. So it's a business where we genuinely legitimately help people. But at the same time, you know, it, it, it's a profitable business. You know, we don't claim to be Mother Teresa. You know, we want to be commercial. But it's just an awesome business. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very underdeveloped market. Um, because like I said to you before, postural management is really low on the list of priorities. It comes straight after uh, pressure sores and moving and handling. But the reality is, certainly in the you know the the sort of the, the more specialist um work that we do if you manage somebody's posture and preserve their body shape number one that they'd be less susceptible to a pressure sore number two their internal organs wouldn't be compressed if you can imagine when when these you know if you if you think about somebody with severe disability with high levels of spasticity mm-hmm. often they look almost crunched up well if you if you consider yeah. their 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 lung capacity their digestive system etc cetera, etc cetera, it all becomes, um, it all becomes, uh, n- you know, n- negated and affected. And then, of course, if you're trying to move a patient who has, you know, these fixed contractures where their arms are stuck to their chest, or like I said to you, this poor yeah. lad, you know, with, with, with these yeah. feet, how do you move somebody in bed or clean, you know, wash, give them personal care? So, so if we understand that, the reality is that the the rehabilitation of a um, of a stroke survivor, for example, is much the same as the rehabilitation of an elite, an elite athlete, which means to say that science is relevant to us all. You know, we all need good posture and our good posture will preserve, um, you know, uh, muscle integrity, body shape, um, pressure, comfort, um, the ability to, you know, when we're working with some of these sports stars, particularly the rugby lads. So you're talking about lads that are getting, you know, when, when they're running at each other, it's something like... Um, Oh, can't, can't their body weight in terms of force blocking you so it looks like it's like they're you know if you think about the speed that they're both running they're probably both running 10 12 miles an hour it's like a 30 mile an hour car crash when they're hitting each other proper proper is a proper car crash <clears throat> so we work with um cell sharks um and the commercial director there's a guy called mark quater he was he was uh, he used to play for sale and actually the the, the funny story was that we um when I was at high school, I was a decent rugby player. If, if you saw me, you wouldn't believe it. I looked like um, a lamppost. But, a sexy rugby. <laughs> but when you know, when you're 14, then then thin and fast yeah. is kind of the thing. And my yeah. my schoolmaster, my maths teacher, was my coach. He's a guy called Jim Mallander. and he actually a few years after I quit, I finished school. He he was a rugby player. He went to play for Sale, and then he went to be their manager, and then he went to manage, I think, Northampton. So he's he managed Mark Quater. So Mark Quater's sales uh, highest try scorer you know so there's like a legend there um and you know we had our first meeting uh, you know and he was sort of you know we're hobnobbing and i said you know the reality is you and i had the same rugby coach you can call me out as much as you like but that's that's a fact and you know that was kind of our, yeah. our ice-breaking start um but when i spoke to mark you know he's he's been on the matches for about uh six months something like that he said the last two years of his playing career was it took him an hour of pain per day to get out of bed, and that continued after into retirement. Just the you know the stiffness, waking up, getting, being able to turn in bed, um, and he said it, it, you know it's largely stopped. And we've we've, we've had a lot of that sort of um, th- those sorts of case studies, those sorts of reactions. Um, and if you think about it, you know you finish your rugby career and you're just kind of left on the pile. You, no, no one's really worried about your. Your, your posture anymore or your you know your physical health um 
and, and there, there are so many number eights and forwards that are just battered, battered neck, yeah. shoulders, uh, lower back pain, knees, hips. It, it's endless and they all have it. I mean, you're convincing me to get a left hand. I'll tell you, we, we, our, our big, we, we, we the the business the business essentially has three elements to it. So we have um, uh, the the product itself, which is is continuous and evolving, and, and loads of exciting stuff. We have sleep for sport, where we come and talk to the sports players. We give them a, you know an hour on the importance of sleep and athletic performance, and we discuss the importance of posture. And then really, our sort of our third pillar, which is the thing that honestly gets us out of bed, is um, th- this thing in and around getting the message about posture out there on the map and particularly in hospitals where if you know if you've ever been to one you know unfortunately i'm sure you, you probably have had to um yeah you go down the wards and you see everyone sort of slump there sort of leaning to one side oh, you know stop. and it's like yeah. you just never needed to be you know the yeah. impact so yeah, yeah. Our, our biggest victory today and and i I always sort of conscious of talking about it and, and i always speak to him before and just make sure he's happy for me to talk about him but we we worked with a chap called Bernie Broad. He was um, a major in the Grenadier Guards. Um, he fought everywhere. He fought in Afghanistan, and his troop um, was blown up uh, in two thousand and nine. And 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 over a five year period of rehab, he unfortunately lost both of his legs. And um, you know, kind of Phoenix Phoenix from the Flames came through it. God, you know, goodness knows how, and it actually became the Invictus Games captain in two thousand and seventeen. Um, I, I met him on a chopper. Like the first time I met him in this garden centre, he turns up on a motorbike. I'm just like, you, you're basically the coolest man I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and, um, and, and the things, so the two things he was telling me that were sort of that were his main problems because he hadn't slept properly. You know, were his words since 2009. Um, the the, the yeah. first thing was the excruciating pain that he had in his big right toe, which he <laughs> hasn't had since 2012. Um, yeah, called uh, ghost pain, phantom pain. And the second thing was um, excruciating back pain flare-ups that he would get at least once a month that would that would you know that would really cause him some serious problems. And he's he's also been on the match for about six months and does not have any of that anymore. And that relates again to the the the, the essentially the levels of, of it, uh, that you immerse into the mattress. So um, your body's understanding of where it is in space and allowing your muscles therefore to switch off. And therefore, get a proper night's sleep. And this was the sort of the sleep quality impact that we're talking about. But you know, that's that's the sort of stuff that gets me out of bed. You know, we have the, the, the business is commercial. We, we, you know, we, we're, we're growing, thank goodness, and 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 that will all be great. But there's so much more to it, and it's really quite simple what we've done. I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm a you know a Del Boy hustler that's 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 come to sort of you know a really lovely area and particularly with 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 my other business posture care where we're working with these patients because we're learning so much from the physios and ot's and, and like we discussed at the very beginning of this conversation you know these these nhs staff they're like you know i didn't wake i i wasn't you know i didn't grow up saying when i'm older i want to be a posture expert and 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 and, and do all these things you know i wanted to make a lot of money for my family at the beginning you know that was you know i'm not going to pretend that that wasn't the you know, the, the, the raison d'etre at the beginning, you, you know, you meet these physios and OTs, they got out of bed, they, they, they decided, right, I want to help people. And that, that, that was their, that's what, that was their choice, you know, and it's not, it's not, until now, you can see, you can see it's being appreciated now, by God, is it being appreciated now? 
So let's talk a bit more about those um, high-performance athletes that you're working with. You are working with Olympic and Paralympic athletes, yeah. um, as well as the um, professional rugby players and things like that. Yeah. How has that shaped? Is that where some of those new products, um, you know, the high-performance talks that you were doing with the athletes have come from? Or how has, has that work shaped the business? Uh, well, it was totally unexpected, to be honest. When we when we started the business, um, our, our plan was always, you know, we saw that it was a, it's a very congested market, you know, particularly matches. You've got all these bed in the box people, and and there's loads of there's loads of claims and loads of people in the industry, and we were like, you know, none of them are really evidencing what they're what they're claiming. So we're going to do that. We're going to research it. We're going to get it independently tested. We're going to use a, a university, and we're not going to. We're not going to, we're not, you know, we're not, there's going to be no bias. It's going to be uh, something we can hold our hat on. And we did that and we went straight to the retailers and we thought, we, we, and of course our research was awesome. So we did all these comparative studies and our, our foam outperformed everything that we, we compared it to. Um, of, of course it wasn't exhaustive, but it was, it was, it was really, really a nice sort of starter for 10. And we went to the retailers and we, we met with Dreams and we met with some of the other big players and we thought we were like, you know, we were going to be God's gift and this was going to be amazing, but it wasn't enough. They wanted some proof. They wanted to see, you know, nobody wants to be the first at the table to try something new. And, and, and that's always the biggest challenge. So we went back to the drawing board and said, right, well, we know the thing works. Now let's prove that it works to improve elite performance. So we started working with, uh, with sail sharks and we started, and when we started working with them, they asked us to, to give a talk to the academy and the academy parents and really try and start that message nice and early. And, and of course, the parents of these kids that are, are about to hit the academy, some of them, I think like maybe 30% might make it to the first team or 20%, something like that. Okay. The parents are super keen, obviously. This is like that, you know, a real shot yeah. at, at glory, uh, you know, and a great career for their children. So, um, and it went really, really well. So we started this project called Sleep for Sports, where we started talking to players and, what we found was, like I said to you before, that sleep is basically just an ignored thing. So you speak to an elite athlete and, and, and we know in terms of rehabilitation that, you know, you've got food and nutrition, um, hydration, you've got, um, you know, mental conditioning. And, and, and like I said to you before, whether that's a stroke survivor or an elite sportsman, it's the same. Whether it's picking up a cup again for the first time or whether it's getting your personal best, the mental fortitude is required. Your physical training and then, of course, sleep. But sleep is the first thing that everyone gives up. Um, and so we, we immediately realized we were onto something because actually we work so well with the universities. We work with Salford University and also UCLAM um, that we can coordinate between the three. So just before this, um, I can't mention the club's name, but just before this, this COVID was all about to kick off, we just agreed to do a piece of research with one of the Premier League football clubs um, and uh, UCLAM where we were going to test the, the pillow as an intervention because in, in elite sport, there was, because you go on, um, when you go to an away game, you stay in a hotel the night before. And so these players, five of the players of this particular team were getting a stiff neck before every away game. And so physios had to spend time with five players, spending an hour or whatever it was, releasing muscles and, 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 and softening tissue and what have you. So, um, our, 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 our sleep for sport has almost turned itself into its own research play again because our question now is not just you know are we a nice comfortable bed comfortable should be a given everyone should be sleeping on a comfortable mattress it shouldn't be a selling feature now the question is 
what 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 actual impact is it having? How how are we speeding up the rehabilitation of chronic neck pain sufferers, for example? So we've got I must have fifty case studies that we've we've got through physios where the physios have prescribed our pillow, and a patient who's had whiplash or a, you know a neck pain, a chronic neck pain condition. In fact, one of the researchers at Salford that she wasn't involved in our study, but she she's an occupational she's in the occupational therapy team had a chronic neck pain for I think she said two years. She tried every possible pillow. Uh, three days she had ours and, and the pain fully went. Um, and, and we've got loads of that sort of stuff. So the sleep for sports side, the, the sports element's gone from us sort of really hoping to get endorsement from players and, you know, have, have you know, World Cup winning rugby players shouting about us to actually, no, we don't really want that anymore. We, we want to evidence that we can improve the performance of a player and, and, and much like the sort of the marginal gain play that came out of the, um, the, the you know, the British cycling way back when, yeah. it's it, yeah. it really yeah. the same point. Um, you know, we work with, for example, uh, Britain's strongest man, Adam Bishop. He, he won the strongman in um, uh, a couple of months ago. Um, he's, he told me that the pillow's a game changer for him. Now, this is a guy who weighs 150 kilos. He must, he must deadly... <laughs> 400 kilos that's like i might weigh like that at the end of this crisis james <laughs> yeah, no, you know what you say <laughs> my, my wife's a nutritionist and, and of course she made the decision really really quickly to stop seeing clients which is she, she's been yeah. in this business for uh, gosh 16 years 17 years i think it's quite a big deal for her if i'm honest mm-hmm. yeah, it just wasn't a lot of the clients are, are, are in that vulnerable category and and yeah um and she, she was devastated. I'm not going to pretend, you know, she was. You know, those, those messages saying, look, you know, I've made that call. Um, but the, you know, like a, a sort of joke with her, you know, you're going to be, your phone is going to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> those clients are going nowhere. They are going to be back begging you. You just need to, yeah. uh, you know, hold hold your nerve. But, yeah. Um, but, you know, so think, yeah. the guy who's, who, who's that sort of an elite athlete lifting 400K deadlift. So requiring, in terms of, needing a lying surface that's going to help aid muscle rehabilitation this guy is your man and um you know so far so good uh you know re- really excited yeah. for those sorts of results yeah. well it certainly sounds like the product is is um hitting all the right um hitting all the right tones i suppose or, or you know it's, it's when i started the sleep system business posture care the other business it was with these two neurophysios and it was the first time I was, like I say, I was involved in anything medical or healthcare. And this is an industry where you're seeing a patient who has got no cognitive ability, so they can't speak to you, can't tell you, you know, other than sort of obviously pained expressions or, 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 or you know, outbursts of anger or sadness or happiness or, or, or muscle, or, you know, a muscle relaxing. You really don't know what you're dealing with. And, 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 and so you've got to make that immediate call. You know, you can either be a shyster and just try and sell as many products as you can or actually just do an amazing job. And we've tried to sort of throw that into Levitex. You know, if the product is is no good, we don't want to sell it. If we can't evidence the yeah. the, the the claim, um, you know, only when was it Wednesday? We've been talking to a company that makes um, X-ray mats, and again, this is a company that actually wants to legitimately make a mat that will be of benefit to those patients that use it. We're like, we're so excited to work with them. It's going to be awesome. I, I can yeah. tell that we'll work with them. No, no question. I think that's the future of business once we're out of this mess is it'll be socially uh, conscious business mm-hmm. being done. 
Now let's get into the the business nitty gritty because uh, mm. you know this podcast is all about um, business entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, you took a crowdfunding approach to Levitex and you went to Kickstarter and re- managed to raise ten thousand pounds in just four days. Yeah, which is incredible. How did you manage that? And what was the money? What was the purpose of the money? Or what have you used it for? Um, yeah, it was. I, I mean, I'd never done anything like that before. We we decided. Really, a follow-on to um, our strategy of getting back to the retailers, which we were sort of very, very close to, to doing. We're, we're talking to three major retailers, and, and I suspect we'll be, you know, as long as this virus sort of pans out in us in some sort of sensible way, we'll, we'll, we'll be rocking and rolling really soon with Levy Tax, which is really exciting. Um, but at the time, again, we wanted to validate what we were doing. So we had the clinical evidence. We had the sports endorsement. Um, okay, now prove that people actually care and want our products. So, so we decided on Kickstarter as, as the obvious route. Um, and if I'm honest, my, my the, the, the chap that's helped me with all my marketing, um, a guy called Andy Schofield from Latitude, um, had sent me this Twitter pitch that he's found. I can't remember who the Kickstarter was, but it was like a, a handwritten to-do list of all the things you need to do with the Kickstarter. And, and honestly, it was like my – I printed it off. I had it in front of me on my, on my office um, – and, and and it was basically things like you know don't expect to sleep for the next three months do this do that you know but and 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 that's simply really all it was it was just a very honest approach um, I did a load of video messages when when we got when we reached certain targets when we had you know a couple of sports stars tweeted about us and we got in the news mm-hmm. one week and um, it kind of just all everyone just sort of pulled together. Um, you know, it wasn't really, it, I, w- I wouldn't say that it was polished. We had a, a, you know, a rough strategy. We drove, of course, we drove our family and friends mad on day one. Um, but what was most exciting about it and what made it feel authentic and legitimate was that actually 80% of what we raised in, in the end, I think we did about 350 or 340% of the original target, uh, was 80% of it was raised from, you know, around the world from people that don't know us. And and, and that that was the validation we needed. Um and we used that money to to raise the next load of foam, um, which uh, unfortunately was due to leave um, at the end of January. With everything that happened uh, over in China, um, it got put on hold, and, and actually it should be with us in about six weeks. We're now back into full full production in China. Um, so it was like I say, it, it was dual purpose. Purpose one was to go to the retail and say, look, we just did a Kickstarter. We've never done it before, and we were in the top five percent of all Kickstarters of all time in terms of what we what we earned, and in terms of um, how much we got over our target. Um, and that's and that's that, that and that's then you know made them listen to us. I have to say, I think uh, it was the right decision to make. We're we we you know we're finishing. We're, we're literally finishing all the documentation for one retailer. We should be online with them in the next. I would like to think six to eight weeks. Uh, another one is a shopping channel. Um, and another one is a major retailer that will be across a multiple of uh, um, several platforms because they own uh, various brands. Um, you know, and, and so from that perspective, the Kickstarter did what it said on the tin. It was, here's our product, here's our evidence, here's our endorsement. Do you like it? And, the, and, and, and you know, the, the, the World Wide Web said, yeah, we, you know, we, we, like, we like the way you're doing it. And, and, and the feedback as well has been great. You know, those early adopters that bought the product um, you know, you, you look at um, the feedback. I think the feedback's almost more important than the success of the Kickstarter initially, because you can get the funding. You know, we can. I suppose you could even blag getting the funding, but you've got to deliver. 
You've got to deliver the product and then the product's got to yeah. be received. So as good as the Kickstarter was in in itself, um, you know, because I, I, I've since, um, you know, put I've, I've bought a few things on Kickstarter, you know, little fun things. Uh, and one of them uh, that I bought in November still hasn't arrived. And there's like 3,000 messages on their Kickstarter feed saying, you know, you, you're a bunch of shyster. Yeah. From our perspective, we had one guy um, that really didn't like the product. He was a guy that had hadn't explained to us really, and, and it was quite a touchy-feely thing at the time, um, but he'd, he'd had a spinal injury and had uh, pins in his neck, and he had a very unusual and quite complicated lying position, which if he'd have spoken to me about it, I suppose he didn't know that I have expertise in, in healthcare, um, or, or, you know, or, or as direct as I do. Um, we probably would have been able to fix him up, but save for him, the reaction was just ridiculous, like amazing. People reordering, people asking for more, people increasing their pledges. Um, I don't think I have a single person. No, that's not true. There was one person that bought a mattress, uh, a famous person. He's a manager of a famous rugby team. I won't mention him. Um, he might tell me off. But he he, he calls me up and he, he him and his missus didn't like the bed. And it was the first time, and this is at the very beginning of me getting sort of any traction with with within the sports world. And I literally got a I got a tube. He lives at the furthest tube station on the particular yeah. particular line. Literally the very last one. I went to his yeah. get to his house. He's away. It's his, it's his missus and the kids. And I go to the bedroom, and basically they'd put a um, it was a super king bed, and they'd put a king size fitted sheet on it. It looked like a squeezed mush- muffin. <laughs> And I was like, I didn't mean to be rude. Is that is that she the right size? And she thought she was, oh, she and she's oh, you must hate me. And I was like, no, no, it's, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I was so paranoid that God forbid someone should not like my mattress. I just I did like a three hour round trip just to make sure. Um, yeah, you know the, the the pillow is different. The that's, pillow that's is the kind of customer care that matters. That's the kind of customer care that matters. Yeah, yeah. I can't say I'm going to be able to continue it for everyone, but. Um, yeah, you know it, it's it's really important to us that that it, that it works. I can't. I, I'm a I'm a confident salesman. So if it's no good or I can't prove it, then yeah, you can um, believe in your product. Yeah, I think so. Now we like to um we like to talk to founders, James, about overcoming challenges that they faced because quite often there's lots of common ones, but like certainly we are all now living through the greatest challenge of our generation and possibly multiple generations. Yeah. Um. But if if we can reflect for a moment and think about maybe some of the challenges that you faced within the business to and and how you've overcome them, and that might help someone else that's kind of on that same path. I think the thing is, our our fear has continually been. We've been very fortunate in as much as our timing has been good, and we, you know, I, I would say, you know, there, there's the, the that the element of luck is, is you know so relevant. You know, when when COVID kicked off that Sunday weekend. Um, we were due to have sales sharks were met, were in a cup final. Um, they were playing Harlequin. I was meant to be at the game. <laughs> Say again. I was meant to be at the game. Wow. Okay, so me too. I, I, my whole family were coming. They were playing Harlequins, of which we've supplied some of their players. Um, and then following that, it was the six day cycling, which would sponsor the entire women's roster. So like Laura Kenny, Katie Archer, all like the superstars of cycling. They're all going to the Olympics. And of course, they both got cancelled that weekend. Um, our, our our continual worry and, and fear has been surviving the time it takes to get the message out there because, you know, who cares about posture? 
the, the reality is not many people. Um, we know it's right. Everyone who's on our product is benefiting from it, um, you know, largely. Um, but it, it, it's so, so how, how do we make that noise and how do we do it in a way that's not disingenuous? I just didn't want to pay for a load of sports stars to say, Levitex is the best thing since sliced bread. And actually, they're all sleeping on something else. Um, as it goes, we're probably the other way around with us being a small company. There are a number of rugby stars and footballers that are on our product, um, but can't shout about it, um, you know, because we've not been prepared or willing to to pay for that endorsement. Um, and I think that's that, that for us, our biggest challenge, like I say, is, you know, our competition, these big bed in a box companies have marketing budgets of anything we, we, we've heard, anything between five and 20 million pounds a year. I can tell you that when we did our Kickstarter and we got um, we got tweeted by, I don't know, 40 sports stars. We got press in the mail. We got BBC coverage. Uh, I think we spent about three and a half grand. Um, and that was painful. You know, that was like, ugh, have we spent that yeah, money? Yeah, that's a lot of money in your world, yeah. Yeah, you know, you've just got a third of your Kickstarter money. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's such a challenge to compete with the big boys but we, we we fully believe in what we're doing, and everyone that's joined the you know that's been involved in the business. So, for example, the researchers at Salford, the researcher at UCLan, the the, the our, our clinical lead, who's, who's who's actually now back on the front line. He's he's an anaesthetist. He's a, a chronic pain specialist, and he's back in he's back in within your hospital in ICU helping them. Um, but all these guys that kind of believed in us. Um, just, just allow, just, just, just gave us the confidence to just sort of keep going, and and that message will, will, will come out. So, you know, we supplied Britain's strongest man with a pillow and a mattress. We had a few of the uh, strong men uh, contact us and and buy them. You know, and we just have to hold our nerve because our product's awesome. So, you know, if it's if it's good enough, it'll get out there, and we've done everything we can to make that so. And and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But you know, we 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 remained on brand. Our strategy stayed the same. We're authentic. Our integrity is 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 un, unchallenged, and um, you know, as long as as long as this this, it's like with the virus. You know, the, 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 we were all discussing over the week. You know, do we do something very specifically COVID? And I just, for me, that's not what we were. You know, we we have designed this business to help uh, improve um, sleep quality and 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 get the message of posture out there, particularly in complex you know complex healthcare. So we shouldn't be selling yoga mats with Levitex with, um, you know, COVID-19 badges on. That's just not, us. No. that's not our, um, no. but it's, but it's that it's, it's remaining, it's, it's being, it's having the confidence in the product to, to be willing to, to, to try and survive that time and not cut corners. You know, like, like yeah. you know, we, we uh, thankfully received the next round of investment uh, literally this week. And it's been a real stress. Obviously it's been going on since November and, you know, of course, with everything that's going on, you read in the papers that, that you know, uh, private equity is dropping out left, right and centre. And it, it gives us- 75%. So you've, you've pulled off something incredible there, James. Um, you know, we had a podcast um, uh, last month with uh, Jenny Tooth, who's the chief executive of the uh, UK Business Angels. Yeah. And, you know, it's an incredibly difficult time because portfolios of angels and VCs are getting hammered all their cash cows and mature investments are now struggling and that would have been the money yeah. that they would have only then had to be able to invest in and take a punt on 
on yeah, startup. And it was, you know what, it was even it was even probably worse than that because if it hadn't have happened, couldn't really shout at anyone. Like it would have just had to look up and yeah. say this, you know, these are the cards that have been right, yeah. yeah. So but but it, but even still, even in those last weeks, it hasn't been like, right guys, let's get on to buying and manufacturing hand sanitizer because I don't know anything about hand sanitizer. It's, it's not let somebody else, you know what I mean? It's just, that's not me. I, 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 and your business isn't geared up for it. But there are, there are many businesses and distilleries that actually this is a lifeline for, for them to be able to do yeah, things like yeah, that. Absolutely. Look, if we were making, like I, I read that Burberry, I think, are now making a medical hospital gowns. I love that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it, it's really providing all the hand gel for the Greater Manchester Police in Greater Manchester. It's, it's that sort of stuff. It's like... Um, you know, like I said to you before, it, it, you know, it's about being relevant. So I actually spoke to, yeah. um, I met him at a party, the, the, the chap that is the CEO of North Manchester Crumpsall Hospital. And so I sent him a message. We have this, we've got a stock of about, I don't know, 200 pillows or something in, in Broadstone Mill yeah. House. And I said, listen, just just have them. You can have them with pleasure. And it turns out, and I'm, I'm going to speak to a doctor later on this afternoon. It turns out that, um, and, and I don't know the science, so forgive me, that with COVID patients in the hospitals, they're finding that positioning the patients in prone, so that is to lie on your stomach, is helping their their, their breathing. I don't know anything more than that. But of course, a Levitex pillow that's pressure relieving might actually be of use. So I'm very comfortable with that. That that that's cool. That's mega. Look, yeah. delighted. Take them. You know, yeah, you might save some lives. You might save some lives. Yeah. Has the has the crisis actually reshaped how you're taking the business forward? Though, I mean, marketing and you know, trying to be opportunistic, take that stuff aside. You know, obviously there's fundamental changes happening to business and how we're all going to, how we're actually going to operate our businesses going forward. Has that reshaped what you're doing with Levitex yet? Or is it too early? Are we still too much in that kind of, you know, we're in the middle of this too much? I think that um, I've, I've been really conscious of, 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 of the guys that we work with, you know, the chaps in the office. Um, we, I sent everyone home weeks ago. I just, you know, um, it just, it just, I just don't, you know, one, one, one lady, for example, you know, she gets a, a, a two buses to, to work. She's got two young kids. Just what's the point? Uh, there's nothing was that important that she couldn't do, you know, off a laptop. So, so sort of that, I know that I'm not being a, a, a particularly um, tip top um, manager in as much as I'm not driving. Mean, you know, we would, we were to and fro in the office and we're not, you know, we're not communicating as much as really we should. But I just think um, I've just tried to be really relaxed and let everyone just have some breathing to get used yeah. to having kids at home, get used to. Yeah. Because, it's you know, it is madness. I mean, I can't believe, I don't know how long we've been talking for, that one of my kids hasn't run in here and then asked me something, you know, like, can I have <laughs> seventh today with it being 12, you know, Did you not say you were putting them in the outside cage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> you weren't meant to tell me what. So, you know, so it's, it, but I think from my perspective, I, 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 I'm comforted by the fact that we're all in this together. Like there is no one free of this, even if you are now selling, like, like I, in fact, I had, I know a company that sells hand sanitizers, but they also sell, as, as the guy who works there told me, two and a half thousand other product lines. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. We're selling hand over fist hand sanitizers, but what about all the stock? And you know, nobody, yeah is is free of this you know even my like my kids you know my, my eldest is uh was meant to do his GCSEs next month so I've got here a kid who is really not motivated and why should he be he's got no summer holiday nothing going nothing good and all the work yeah. he's doing for GCSEs is 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 over and 
he's still got the anxiety of not knowing whether he's going to get a decent grade because the school's going to, you know, so we're all, we're all, I take, I do take some comfort in that. And I think it's given me, I think since I've, since, you know, since the last few years, I think I'm changing in this regard anyway, but I've become a lot less bothered about um, people pleasing and my product stands on its own two feet. If if I have to schmooze that, you know, the hell out of it to get it over the line, then I'm selling the, 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 the sizzle and not the meat. And, and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, even one of the, one of the retailers I mentioned before we were talking to, I spoke to the, the buying director yesterday on the phone and a daughter walked in she's, I think she's like, she said she was like an 18 month old or something, you know, I, I, I'm I'm looking to have relationships like that moving forward. You know, you're a normal human. I'm a normal human. Let's just yeah. talk rather Let's than just, yeah. Because you know, retail, I, I've been out of retail for for a long time because I've been so focused on on this. You know, the medical device and this new project, uh, and moving back into it, it has been with a totally different set of eyes because I'm that bit older. I'm that bit less. You know, needing to to to, to impress that. You know, I don't know. You have a, a particular pattern that you now. It's just like look. Here's my product. Yeah. Here's the evidence to prove it's awesome. Do you want it or not? If you don't, just tell me and I'll move on. You know, yeah, that's and- right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you get older, you realize that you have enough friends. You don't need everybody to like you. It's it, it, honestly, it's for me. I I, I went on my own. Uh, from, you know, from working for other people about fifteen years ago, and um, and I found work to be t- totally a part of you know that totally a part of life. So. The, the development in my my business career has very much been the development of, of you know being a better dad maybe or being a better, you know better husband. It's, it's all it's all you know you're a little bit wiser and and, and you can take you know in in the same way that that you know I might want my my children to do something um, or or help me in some way or you know it, it's, it's basically learning how to speak and talk to people and just be yeah. normal. The best thing that's ever happened is James. Um, now listen, I've really enjoyed our um conversation this afternoon i've already looked up my levtex foam mattress i'm probably be buying it except i'm in a waiting list yeah, for it price, we will i promise <laughs> um but we do like to end on some advice uh for entrepreneurs other startups um no matter what the industry um so i was wondering what advice that you might have to other entrepreneurs out there perhaps a tip that you received um or something that you wish you had known before you started the business um anything like that what would you say from my perspective like i say you know i started my career i I got married young so i was in university met my wife fell in love and after three months proposed and just you know i was definitely definitely punching so i had to secure that deal um and so i went straight from uni into like the the first job i could get selling you know a bingo hall um promotion rubbish you know and when i started selling this product because I believe in it and because it works, it's just made it so easy. It's, it, it, there's no, there's no, I'm not convincing, there's no convincing. There's, it, it's, it's, it's because it's now a part of me. I know that when I go into a meeting, I just, I, I, I smash it in just because my, my passion for what I'm doing based on the fact that the foundation is there. It's just, yeah. you know, if you, if you find yourself really having to sell something, you probably got the wrong punter or your product's not very good. Yeah. So make sure that you've got a great product. I think a product that you can, you can hold your hat on. You know, I sleep really comfortable yeah. at night because I know that I've not sold anyone down the road. I think you're on a left-tax mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, James, thank you very much. That's such a great um, final tip to wrap up on this afternoon. Um, I uh, wish you and the business all the best. Congratulations on the new raise. Um, I think that is something to celebrate and yeah. certainly will hopefully give some entrepreneurs um, who are in that kind of fundraising journey at the minute some hope that it still can be done um, yeah. in this crazy we'll, we'll time. Have, we're going to have a small whiskey now and when this is all over, we'll have a big one. And um, yeah, we wish you all the Stay safe and thank you. Thank you. Oh